Welcome to another episode of the Alter Your Health Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, hello and welcome. We value your time and energy and hope you receive a lot from tuning in. As a listener-supported show, we rely on you to help us grow. We'd be so grateful if you share the show or a favorite episode with a friend or fellow health seeker. Living a healthy and nourishing life doesn't always come easily, especially in today's crazy world. But that's why we're here, doing what we love, hopefully helping you along with information and inspiration that fuels your health pursuits. If you're looking for more support, consider subscribing to the monthly Meal Guide membership. Just $11 per month gets you access to a weekly meal guide filled with healing and delicious whole food plant-based recipes, along with invitations to our regularly scheduled support calls where we can connect, answer questions, and keep the good vibes flowing in our healthy lives. You can learn more at www.alter.health slash meal dash guides. And if you're looking for more in-depth support, check out our other services. We offer both one-on-one consulting as well as educational programs. All of our current offerings are listed at www.alter.health. Our ultimate goal is to empower you to heal yourself. Keeping with that theme, let's dive into today's show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Medicinal Monday on the Alter Your Health podcast. I'm Dr. Susanna Alter. And I'm Dr. Ben. And we're both naturopathic doctors who empower individuals in reversing disease and reclaiming optimal health through whole food plant-based nutrition and mind-body medicine. And we've got a very special episode of the Alter Your Health podcast this Monday, and we are going to be recapping everything that we covered over six hours of live sessions last week in the Whole Food Plant-Based Anti-Inflammatory Challenge. We know that a lot of you are busy, and maybe some of you were able to tune on, tune in for a session or two and catch a replay or two, but there was a lot of information, so we're going to do our best to boil it down and provide a little bit of a Cliff Notes version. Uh, that being said, If you are interested in diving deeper and understanding how your body heals itself, how to promote and optimize that self-healing process, you're invited to join us in our Thrive on Plants program. This is how we work with individuals to take the action steps and individualize the journey, um, going deeper and understanding how the body heals itself and kind of going deeper in all of the things that we're about to cover really, really fast because we do intend to cover a lot of information here. Yeah. Oh boy. So where do we start? Well, we know a lot of people were drawn to this challenge because they're experiencing some symptoms of chronic inflammation themselves. Yeah. Do you want to give just some examples of what, I mean, people probably know. It can show up in so many ways, chronic inflammation. It can show up as joint pain. It can show up as muscle pain. It can show up as gastrointestinal issues. It can show up as brain fog, uh, chronic headaches. It can show up um, as I we know that oh, for skin issues, chronic skin issues, we know that for sure. Cardiovascular disease has an inflammatory component. Osteoarthritis ha- has an inflammatory component. Of course, Alzheimer's and dementia, an inflammatory condition, cancer, an inflammatory condition. Uh, the list goes on and on, but autoimmune conditions, autoimmune conditions of all sorts, inflammatory conditions, lupus, uh, uh, Hashimoto's, we know thyroiditis, inflammation of the thyroid, but what causes the inflammation? Um, so first things first, what causes inflammation? And this is something we covered in the first session of the anti-inflammatory challenge. And there's three primary causes of physiologic injury. Inflammation is a result of injury. 
So it's not just your body just being inflamed because it feels like it. Something's causing physiologic injury. So that can be a physical injury, like a cut, cut your finger, sprain your ankle, uh, strain your you know, hamstring, that kind of physical injury. Um, it can be a chemical or toxin injury. This is very common. These are things like heavy metals and herbicides and pesticides and molds and microplastic and all sorts of environmental pollutants causing oxidative stress and damage in the system, physiologic injury in our system, um, and an inflammatory response. And then another big cause of inflammation, the third cause is pathogenic injury. Um, that's an infection, you know, also chronic infections, which might be kind of latent in the background, just kind of opportunistic. And another big source of pathogenic injury is just, uh, you know, the dysbiotic environment of the gut microbiome causing all sorts of inflammation due to the vulnerability of the digestive lining and then food particles coming in in kind of creating that toxic chemical response to the immune system, dysregulating the immune system in that way. Yeah. And it's really important, you know, before we go into trying to fix inflammation, it's really important to realize that inflammation is a result of your body already doing its best to bring itself back into balance because inflammation is actually a response of our immune system to try to get rid of whatever the foreign pathogen, the toxin, or whatever the insult is. Inflammation is actually how our body brings all the resources it needs to the area that's been injured to heal, brings fresh blood, brings fresh white blood cells, brings nutrients and oxygen and everything to the site so that that area can heal most rapidly. In other words, inflammation is not the problem. It's the answer to the problem, right? Um, so inflammation is not your body broken or damaged. Inflammation is actually evidence of your self-healing potential in action. Now, there is, of course, a, a difference between acute and chronic inflammation, acute inflammation being good. It's self-resolving, um, self-limiting. Uh, chronic inflammation, of course, results when we're chronically injuring ourselves, chronically uh, infected, chronically toxifying ourselves. You know, these sort of things need to be mitigated. No, most people aren't walking around with a hammer, you know, hitting themselves on the head, uh, and literally. causing literally <laughs> uh, causing physical injury after physical injury, but most people are eating little hammers, <laughs> you know, eating little hammers in the form of toxins and chemicals that are causing these injuries inside. Also, eating in a way that promotes dysbiotic environment of the gastrointestinal microbiome and that inflammatory response that results. Right, right. So, of course, then we go on to talk about really what one of the major ways is that people do chronically injure themselves, like you're alluding to, Dr. Ben, which is how they've been eating. And in this whole food plant-based challenge, we went over the most inflammatory foods, yeah. the list of the most inflammatory foods. And, of course, you're listening to this podcast. You're probably whole food plant-based or whole food plant-based curious. And uh, really, we point out how animal products in general can promote inflammation due to a number of things, primarily because they are higher in toxins due to the bioaccumulative effects in our environment, 
you know, we know that herbicides and pesticides and heavy metals are ubiquitous in the environment, being stored in animal products, specifically in their fat cells. And we go and eat animal products. Sure, we get the protein and the fat and maybe some of the vitamins and minerals in those animal products, but we also bear the brunt of toxicity that causes inflammation. There's another, there's a number of other inflammatory compounds that can be discussed when talking about animal products like TMAO, trimethylamine and oxide and different carcinogenic compounds specifically from cooking meat that cause toxic injury in our systems. Uh, but in general, you know, that's the animal product conversation. Of course, we go on and on and on and on, uh, but you probably get the idea. And there's also the processed food dilemma, right? Just right. Uh, the nutrient deplete processed foods that are also often uh, stripped of their nutrients, yes, but but contaminated with preservatives, herbicides, pesticides. Uh, so essentially, we end up getting empty calories, right? You know, calories that, yes, might create energy on a cellular level and give us the energy needs, the calorie needs, the fuel needs, uh, but we're depleted from the nutrients that offset the metabolic damage and promote the, the self-healing regenerative process. Right. So, of course, by processed foods, we mean, you know, refined flours. We mean refined sweeteners like white flour, white sugar, even brown sugar and high fructose corn syrup. We also mean oils, oils of all kind. And the reason why these foods are especially inflammatory, not only because of, you know, the fact that these foods are often highly contaminated with herbicides and pesticides and other weird preservatives in there, but also because these foods don't have much nutrition in them, when our body then goes to metabolize those foods, something our metabolism does just as a natural byproduct is actually create some amount of oxidative damage, some free radicals in the system. Luckily, if we're eating a nutrient-dense whole food plant-based diet, the antioxidants built into the plants will help to clean up the waste, the metabolic waste. But when we're eating these foods that don't have those vitamins, minerals, or those antioxidants, then we're left with just Lots of free radicals, nothing to clean up the waste, and more inflammatory damage. Totally. So we know that whole food plant-based is the answer. Um, and notice how I want to I kind of take a pause and intermission. Notice how so far we've only been talking about removing the obstacles, right? Uh, the, the, the inflammatory process and chronic inflammation is not generally a deficiency of turmeric or ibuprofen or steroid injections, you know, inflammation is not a deficiency of any sort of those interventions. Uh, generally, inflammation is not a result of a nutritional deficiency either, even though that can be present, you know, not a result of a selenium deficiency or an iron deficiency or, or a magnesium deficiency. Uh, generally, inflammation is due to the stressor, the, the contaminant, the chemical, the toxin, um, these things that cause physiologic injury. So step number one, step number one in re resolving, eliminating inflammation is stop injuring yourself. Uh, and of course, that is maybe easier said than done, considering that these inflammatory compounds, yes, they're in our food, but we need to be more mindful also of the other aspects of our life that might be a source of quote unquote inflammation or toxicity. Um, but step number two is loading up on all the whole plant foods, nutritionally speaking, all the whole plant foods that, um, yeah, you might say that they are quote unquote anti-inflammatory, 
but generally speaking, they're anti-inflammatory because they're not inflammatory, right? They're not causing injury, but they're giving our body the nutrient nutrients and nourishment that we need to be on top of the anti-inflammatory process. In other words, keep the immune system balanced, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So our green light anti-inflammatory foods that we need to focus on really to our heart's content without any sort of uh, restriction or limitation. Um, in other words, eat when we're hungry, stop when we're full without counting stuff. Fruits, vegetables, non-starchy vegetables, uh, sea vegetables, leafy greens, all the vegetables, right? The intact whole grains, intact being the, the important word here, because as soon as we process the grain, we create more of a nutrient depleted food. Uh, nutrient rich food is the intact version of the whole grain, of course, choosing organic and, and that whole thing as best we can, because we know that toxins are in the food supply for sure. Uh, also legumes, herbs and spices, and of course, the yellow light foods being the natural sweeteners and the nuts and seeds that are more calorically dense. They're great, especially our flax and our chia seeds, you know, certainly in the conversation around an anti-inflammatory diet, the omega, omega-3 rich foods like flax and chia seeds. Uh, but the uh, when when people do overdo it with the nuts and seeds, then they have a tendency to throw their omega-6, omega-3 ratio out of balance. And you probably know that that's very important to keep in balance, especially in the conversation around living an anti-inflammatory lifestyle. Right. So really what we're saying here is that a whole food plant-based diet is the most anti-inflammatory diet. There's so many diets out there that are labeled and marketed as the anti-inflammatory diet, but we're saying whole food plant-based is the anti-inflammatory lifestyle. We're, we're saying it, but also the science is saying it. And yes, we would agree that a Mediterranean diet is less inflammatory than a standard American diet. I would say that a paleo diet is less inflammatory than a standard American diet. The whole 30 diet, for sure, less inflammatory than a standard American diet. Any diet that focuses on whole foods, even including animal products, is less inflammatory than a processed food, junk food diet, especially when we're considering the, the conventional agriculture, conventional meats, dairy, and eggs. That's certainly worse. Uh, but the most anti-inflammatory diet, like the top of the, 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 the North Star to focus on is the nutrient-dense whole food plant-based diet that is, by the way, carbohydrate-rich, naturally lower in fat and protein, um, and super nutrient-dense, but also fiber-rich, phytonutrient-rich, and color-rich, and vitamin-rich, and mineral-rich, and water-rich, hydrating. Um, so that's what a whole food plant-based diet offers. But let's talk about the the five ways. I think this is really cool. The five ways specifically that whole plant foods promote in a quote-unquote anti-inflammatory response, reduce inflammation. Right. Other than simply, you know, not not adding right we said we said these animal products and these processed foods they cause injury to the body and the whole plant foods and the whole food plant-based diet they they don't so still that step number one is that we are removing the source of injury right by eating this way and that's the big way that this way or that this way of eating reduces inflammation but let's look more specifically of how else this way of eating supports our body. Yeah. First and foremost is promoting detoxification. Really what we mean by this is giving the liver 
the nutrients that it needs, the vitamins and minerals that are needed to run the detoxification pathway and support the body in eliminating toxins from the body that are otherwise accumulating and causing this chemical and toxic toxin injury in the body. Mm -hmm. um, so that is achieved nutritionally, supporting the liver, supporting the detoxification pathways is achieved by focusing on nutrient density and uh, foods that are lower in fat, lower in toxins, of course, and lower in hormones and exogenous compounds and chemicals that otherwise burden the liver. Mm -hmm, exactly. The second way that this way of eating reduces inflammation is that it helps to balance the immune system. And remember, one of the main ways, the main sources of chronic inflammation for a lot of people is actually chronic infections and imbalance in the immune system. And so when we flood our body with vitamins and minerals and healing phytonutrients, it helps our immune system work more efficiently, effectively to clear out these chronic infections. Totally. So, yeah. And uh, a third point, how whole food plant-based eating supports the elimination of inflammation is by optimizing gut health through diversifying and optimizing the ecosystem of the gut microbiome. And we know that our intestinal microbes are, uh, are fueled by fiber. Fiber is found only in plants. And a way to promote optimal biodiversity of that microbiome is by increasing the biodiversity of plants that we're eating. Um, of course, this is this is. I guess we could say this around about anything in the in the true healing process. It's it's a long game. It's not an overnight fix. Like you know, you go from a a, a processed food diet to a whole food plant based diet. You know, and our gut health is not going to be immediately reestablished. Uh, but that being said, the the lining of the gut itself is regenerating every two to three to four days or so. Uh, but the ecosystem of the gut and the microbiome of the gut, which has a protective effect of uh, protecting that gut lining, um, that resilience is created over a period of weeks or months. Uh, but we need to be leaning into the direction of more fiber, more diversity of high fiber foods. Uh, but, you know, of course, the, the gut health conversation is more nuanced and we don't want to go all the way to 100 grams of fiber from 15 grams of fiber overnight. We want to move incrementally in that higher fiber, diverse fiber, whole food, plant-based direction. Definitely. And the fourth way that whole food plant-based eating helps to reduce inflammation is that it helps to clean up the waste products of metabolism, which we alluded to earlier. Um, really, the more nutrient density we're eating in our food, we have more antioxidants to, like we already said, clean up the waste, the oxidative free radicals that are created naturally just when we're breaking down yeah. food into energy. But what's also interesting is that when we eat a more nutrient dense diet, we also help the metabolism be more efficient. We help speed up the metabolism, in other words, because the metabolism needs a ton of vitamins and minerals to run efficiently. And we also, another conversation, but we increase insulin sensitivity to allow it to be much easier for the food that we eat to make its way into the cells to be converted into energy. Covering a lot here, covering yes. a lot here. Uh, and finally, the fifth way that whole food plant-based eating 
promotes the uh, an anti-inflammatory resolution the resolution of inflammation is simply by promoting anti-inflammatory pathways like we talked about whole food plant-based eating is generally very low in omega-6 fatty acids especially when we're being mindful of for sure the oils the added oils but also not overdoing it on the nuts and seeds with the exception of flax seeds and chia seeds, being sure to include a couple, two, three, four tablespoons of those a day is great. Um, and that, you know, balance of omega-6 to omega-3 ratio really ensures anti-inflammatory response. Uh, but also the phytonutrients, right? Um, all of the phytonutrients and healing compounds that are packed into our whole plant foods, all the colors, um, you know, we always, we always say, everyone always says, eat the rainbow. And the reason why we want to eat the rainbow is because every different color has different, uh, anthocyanins, different bioflavonoids that are antioxidants that support the resolution of oxidative processes. And as a result, the resolution of, of inflammatory processes also keeping the immune system ba in balance, et cetera. So, Yeah. Well, so we're 20 minutes into this episode and we're only two days into the six-day whole food plant-based challenge outline. But essentially what we cover throughout the rest of the challenge is really how to make whole food plant-based eating sustainable, successful, enjoyable for you. Because the truth is there are some whole food plant-based pitfalls that we see people fall into. Maybe mm -hmm. you've heard this from some people. Oh, I tried eating vegan for a month and I felt good. <laughs> but then after two months, I started feeling low energy or then I noticed my skin got weird or my hair got weird. And it's really never a fault of the whole food plant-based diet. But there are pitfalls people can fall into, yeah. mainly not eating enough, mm -hmm. still focusing on too many of the vegan junk foods, still focusing on too much of the high fat foods like the nuts and the seeds and the avocados. And what I would really um, like to kind of wrap up this episode and by, by sharing just the importance of the other determinants of health that we say, you know, a lot of people totally focus in and being, you know, have this kind of perfectionistic tendency to really dial in the diet and they're dialed in the diet, looking at the diet, looking at what they're eating, looking at what they're not eating, really kind of being forceful with it um, while neglecting hydration status, neglecting relationship with movement, neglecting how we're sleeping. Um, and most importantly, neglecting how we're thinking, neglecting our mindset and relationship to the healing process in general. So cultivating um, that awareness and, and really cultivating trust and connection with the body is really what sets us up for success in the long game. So that being said, that's really our focus in the Thrive on Plants program and how we support people in really making the most of their whole food plant-based lifestyle. And uh, our role we see is kind of being detectives, being the, um, the, the neutral observer of what's going on, because we all have our blind spots. So we can be the additional professional set of eyes like, hey, have you considered this? Have you considered this? Because remember, there's no healthcare practitioner, provider, healer, nutritionist, doctor, anyone in the world who can heal you. What we're talking about here is self healing. Self-healing is true healing. Anything that we find at the doctor's office is at best symptom management. The healing happens in our own home, 
how we're eating and living. And it's our responsibility. Only we have the power to do all of this basic common sense things that have extreme powerful impact on our day-to-day experience of health and longevity. Right. Yeah. So the Thrive on Plants program is designed to give you all of the education, the information that you need so that there's no more confusion around what to eat, how to eat, how much to eat. Do I need this supplement? Do I need that supplement? We clarify it in the education, in the weekly group community calls, and also in, we'll be starting up our live classes, our live lessons, May 10th. So yeah, all to be there. That means no more pre-recorded stuff, even though a lot of people do enjoy listening to the replays, which will always be available, but live engaging uh, new up-to-date lessons. And if you're wondering, what the heck are these guys talking about? Thrive on what? Thrive on plants? What the heck is that? Uh, just go to www.alter.health to learn more. You'll see a, a tab for Thrive on Plants, and this is how you heal yourself. Yeah. So for those people who've been following us this week, remember, if you sign up before tomorrow night, Tuesday, you also get a free one-on-one session with us so we can create a real individualized plan for you from the get-go when you start Thrive on Plants. But also, this is really the last time to come into Thrive on Plants for the year of 2022 because we are starting this live cohort. It's going to be three months together. And then our life is going to change significantly coming this fall. That's right. Um, We'll just leave it at that. We'll just leave it at that. (laughs) For now. (laughs) So, uh, So if this has been something that you've been considering for a while, this is the universe telling you, it's time to join. We are the universe. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, So wishing you all the best the rest of your your medicinal monday here and or whatever day of the week it is that you're tuning into this and look forward to staying connected and being with you next time on the alter health podcast bye for now